The scripture reading is from Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 12. It can be found on page 984 in the Black Bibles. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Kara. And um, good morning, everybody. This is Senior Sunday, so it's good to celebrate all our graduating seniors, a lot of them here. If we haven't met yet, my name is Willis. Um, I'm one of the pastors here, and I have the privilege of leading our student ministry team and investing in our students. Let me start with a story from about 10 years ago. This is my first full-time ministry role. I was the director of remote evangelism for a mission agency in Nepal, and we would trek through the mountains to go to these little villages, uh, take the gospel to them. But these villages were really hard to find because we had the most absurdly terrible maps you can possibly imagine. It was a problem of like the scale, you know, like the scale of the map. Um, you could travel a whole day on this map and it would take you one inch, okay? And th that was a problem because packed into that one inch, maybe there would be um, a maze of rice terraces that were impossible to navigate or two rivers but no bridges or a local militia or a marauding water buffalo or a thousand leeches. All those things happened, so every day was an adventure. Um, and back then, it was pretty inconvenient, pretty frustrating. But looking back on it now, I'm actually kind of glad that that's the way it was because the purpose of a map, the whole point of a map, isn't to show you everything that's out there. It can never do that. The purpose of a map is to get you out there into the thick of it where you can discover what the map could never show. So the good news of God coming into this world as Jesus Christ dying to take full punishment for all the bad things that we've done, and rising from the dead to prove it and to overcome death. That true story we find in the Bible, the gospel, it's a map. It's a map, and its purpose is to lead us out into the thick of it, into the world to live differently, to change things, to have adventures. So the one question that I want to answer today is how do we follow that map into adventure? How do we follow the map of the gospel into the adventure of gospel living? And in our passage today, we, um, we see that question answered with three things, a charge, a caution, and a comfort. And so those will be my three points, a charge, a caution, and a comfort. Let me pray. Father God, as we open your living and active word, please speak through us, speak to us through me by your Holy Spirit to change us that we might be more like Jesus. In your name I pray, amen. All right, point one, charge. Root yourself in the love of Jesus. This is verse six. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. 
what does it mean to walk in Jesus? The answer is in that word at the beginning of verse 7, rooted. The image is of a tree which has sunk its roots deep down through the dry, crusty earth and down through the rocks into the water beneath. To be rooted in Christ, it's more than having a relationship with him. It's having a persistent preoccupation with the love of Jesus for you. It's being obsessed with the truth that God himself is for you, no matter what. Sinking your roots deep into the generous love of God, that's what draws up life to be able to live differently in the world. Any of you who've ever seen your favorite band in concert, you kind of know what this is like. Uh, My wife, Mary, recently got me a ticket to see my favorite band, The Tallest Man on Earth, in concert life. A few weeks ago at White... I don't know why that's funny, but... uh, (laughs) I'll just keep going. It was at White Oak Music Hall, and uh, it was amazing. It was so fun, because I got there early, and uh, I'm like close to the front of the line. I'm right up next to the stage. I'm literally touching the stage, and then uh, I didn't move from that spot for four hours, for the whole concert. I got really hungry, didn't move. I got really thirsty, I didn't move. I had to use the bathroom really bad, didn't move. Because the tallest man on earth, my favorite band, was right there. He was four feet from my face. And here's the funny thing about that, is that the tallest man on earth, he doesn't even know my name. He'll never remember me. He doesn't know who I am. But Jesus does know my name, and he knows your name. He knows who you are. He sees you, and he's come to you. And he came into the world because he delights in you way more than you could ever delight in him. That love, it's worth rooting yourself in. It's worth walking in for your whole life. When you fail a test, God loves you. When you're lonely, he's with you. And when your world is going great and it's just awesome and everyone's impressed with you, in that moment, Jesus isn't impressed with you because of the things that you've done. He doesn't doesn't love you because of what you've earned. He loves you because you're his. And that might be really refreshing. Nurture a persistent preoccupation with the love of Jesus for you. Just one practical way to do this. Um, Maybe it's a good assignment for this afternoon if you want. Go home, find one verse that talks about God's heart for you, his love for you, and memorize it. And repeat it to yourself in your best moments and your worst moments. Let it be the refrain of your life. My verse is Psalm 27, but yours could be anything. Maybe go do that this afternoon. You won't regret it. To follow the map of the gospel into the adventure of gospel living, root yourself in the love of Christ. That's the charge, now for the caution. Do not be taken captive, verse eight. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. There's an alternative to being rooted in Christ and it's being held captive by empty deceit, by lies that cannot deliver what they promise. What does that look like? If you don't know your significance in Christ, you've got no other option but to try to earn your significance by what you do. When you forget your future in Christ, you have to start trying to make the future you want by your own actions. And when you lose sight of the love that Jesus has for you, you become a leech onto other people, desperate for their affirmation. 
When we try to recreate the benefits of God's love by other means, we are robbing ourselves of the freedom that Christ has won for us because those things cannot deliver what he can deliver. So our freedom in that time is limited and we miss out on the adventure. This, sadly, has happened to me lots of times. Uh, One of the more humorous examples is from this time I went to a swimming hole. For those of you who don't know, hopefully everyone does know, but a swimming hole is like an outdoor body of water, natural that you jump into and swim. Yeah, so you get it. So we go to the swimming hole, and this particular swimming hole had this beautiful band of cliffs right next to it, about 50 feet tall, totally vertical. It lands in the deepest part of the pool. Some of you know, that means they're perfect for cliff jumping, and I was super into cliff jumping. But on these cliffs, there were signs, no climbing or jumping on the cliffs. And I decided, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to obey the signs. I'm not going to jump off the cliffs. And then I watched for the next hour while what felt like everybody else in the swimming hole climbs the cliffs and jumps off into the pool and has a great time. It looks super fun. And I start thinking, I could probably do that too and not get caught. Probably the signs are just an empty warning. And so on my way out to the car, I just decide I'm going to scamper up real quick and get one jump in. So I start climbing, getting close to the top, feeling very excited. And that is when I met the long arm of the law who instructed me to follow him, which I did with almost everybody else who had jumped over the past hour. We all follow him to the parking lot where he takes some time to decide how much to fine us. $319 for the curious. My belief in the lie that I wouldn't get caught tricked me into giving up my freedom. I think one of the biggest lies that we all tend to believe is that our performance defines us, that we can build our lives and our identities and our worth by what we do. It happens in school because you have to make a certain grade to get into the college that you want to go to. It happens in the home because if you do a terrible job parenting your kids, they're not going to turn out as good. And it happens at work because more productive people, they do just tend to advance better and more quickly. So it makes perfect sense, right? But believing that your performance defines you, it actually leads you into a very anxious life that feels like captivity. It feels like captivity. And if that sounds crazy to you, if you're like, wait a second, I've actually actually lived that way. I have based my life on my performance and what I've earned for myself and it's working out pretty good. If that's you, I just want to invite you to consider what it would be like to not have to earn your love, to not have to earn your worth, to not have to prove your value. Real love isn't earned. It's given. And Jesus Christ has given his love to you. He freely offers it, his love and the acceptance of God to you in the gospel. So your, your performance as it turns out, is actually just like a mud puddle that you're sitting beside slurping from when the river of the gospel is right next to you. So stop slurping. The river's right here. To follow the map of the gospel into the adventure of gospel living, first, root yourself in the love of Christ. Second, do not be taken captive by the lies that can't deliver. But living that way is hard. It really is difficult. And so we need a source of comfort that Jesus is worth it. We need to know that he's worth it and that he's with us. And we find that in verse 9, our comfort. 
Jesus is making his story our story. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. So that's a lot. We could go a lot of different directions there, but I think you can pack all of that into one thought. The story, the life story of the God of the universe is now the life story of every single Christian. Track with me through verses 10, 11, and 12. Verse 10, you have been filled in Christ. He's present with you wherever you go. Verse 11, you have been circumcised in Christ. Not physically, but spiritually and truly, your worst misdeeds, the one that you're most afraid of, have been cut away, and you stand as a new person, totally innocent. Verse 12, you've been buried with Christ and raised from the dead with Christ. Your old life no longer defines you. Instead, now the life of Christ defines you, and it is actually your new life. Right now, sitting where you are, if you've never trusted Jesus with your life, that kind of life, that life story is totally accessible to you. It's on offer, and Jesus offers it freely to you, to everybody who trusts in him. And if you're a Christian, let me assure you that wherever you are, how are you feeling as you come in this morning? Anxious or excited or worried or depressed? Wherever you are, the most significant thing about you is that Jesus Christ is in you. His power is at work in you. You've been filled with him, and that changes things. Some of you go to Top Golf. It's like an urban driving range uh, surrounded by a net. Um, Top Golf is really full of two kinds of people those who have something to prove, and those who have absolutely no hope of ever proving anyone with their golf swing. And that's definitely me. That's, I'm in the second category when I go there. But they have this dessert at Top Golf. And it's these little donut holes that you order, but they come out with two oddly clinical syringes full of Nutella. And you have to take the syringe and you stab the donut hole and you inject the Nutella. And now you've got something which is far better than a mere donut hole. You've been ushered into an alternate dimension where now donut holes are filled with Nutella. And I'm telling you, they are totally transformed by the thing that fills them. So we're going to make a hard left here and take donut holes to Jesus, but track with me here. <laughs> to receive Christ, it means that you are filled with God. That's what that means. He's now, you, you are now not merely you, you are you filled with Christ. His story is your story. His present is your present. His future is your future. And this means that Christ has made promises to his people which are only in the beginning stages of fulfillment. So that gives all of us who are following Christ reason to hope in a much brighter future. Whether your next steps are fifth grade or 12th grade or college, starting your first job, switching careers, raising your kids or retiring or loving your grandkids, wherever you are, Jesus wants to make his life story your life story. He promises to write new life on your story and rewrite it after the pattern of his. It's a story that's shaped like love. It includes a lot of pain, but it tends towards resurrection and it feels like hope. So you're not in this alone. God is in you. 
and he's making all things new. How do you follow the map of the gospel into the adventure of gospel living? Root yourself in the love of Jesus and reject the lies that limit the freedom that he won for us because his story is beautiful and he's making it our story. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Please so apply it to our hearts that we would apply every moment of our lives to your kingdom mission in the world. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Master. Amen.